and gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WILK. And good morning, everybody. How you doing out there? Sunday afternoon. What's this, like our fourth one, Dirty Derek? I believe this is our fourth at this uh, on proper hour. W-I-L-K. It's like we started the show all over again. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour every Sunday at noon. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. And I'd like to welcome back his virgin appearance on W-I-L-K's Beer Geeks. Virgin? Virgin appearance. Virgin. You haven't heard that word in a long time <laughs> pertaining to anything that you're involved in. That is the word virgin with the yeah. V. Backyard Billy from the Backyard Alehouse. What's up? How you doing? His Sunday agenda from the past month is now cleared. All his social engagements, all his family <laughs> um, um, res- responsibilities, everything he had going on made his way back into this cave for the beer geeks. Welcome back, buddy. This How you doing? This is like a cave too. I mean, there's a disco, like new. I'm, I'm liking the oh, new yeah, digs. The new we digs. Got a, we got a vibe in here now. Derek, there is a vibe to it. Derek and I talk on and off the air about this, and I, I've been mentioning it every week. It's a whole new world oh, yeah. for us in this studio. It is a lot more comfortable, as you can probably already see. Well, less stinky. Oh yeah, and we love <laughs> the light. Where's the disco ball from? Jack's Northeast Music in Cinewa Plaza, Dixon City. And he would love to come drink beer, but his wife won't let him on a Sunday afternoon. So sorry about that, Jack. Um, enough with all the greetings, pats on the backs, and the high fives. We have another, another, with no surprise at all, killer show this week. Dirty Derek, let us know what we got going on. Yeah, this week we have one of the best craft breweries, I think, in the nation. Uh, even online, as soon as I announced that we were going to be doing this one, people went crazy. We have Ballast Point Brewing Company at San Diego. Uh, they are a brewery that has been absolutely killing it and have been doing phenomenal growth. And uh, we're going to be talking to head brewer and co-founder of their new distillery, which we're going to get into too. Yousef Chernay is going to be calling it. We're going to be really diving into a lot of these great beers, especially the Sculpin that we all love and still treasure very, very dearly. And uh, we actually just cracked open. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but we cracked open. We already started drinking some of the Even Keel, which is an awesome session IPA. So... We're going to kick off now, though. We're going to get into some beer news of what's been happening this week. Uh, First, we're going to go a little international with this. Uh, We have Meantime Brewing from London. They have a really good reputation over there. Very well known in the U.K. And speaking of the U.K., I told Freddie before, we got a nice message this morning. I have to give a shout-out to Bex and uh, her lovely husband, Andy. They they listen in the U.K., and uh, it's really nice to have international listeners getting in touch with us. I appreciate the emails we get every week. It's really nice to hear from some people. So, uh, anyway, back on to this. Uh, Meantime Brewing was purchased by SAB Miller, so another buyout going on. And now Meantime has been building up a reputation over there. And it's interesting, in in the U.K., Versus the U.S. In the U.S., it was announced this week that we in the crappier industry take up 11% market share. In the U.K., they're at 10%. So they are definitely growing and on growth with us. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes now that they're starting to get buyouts happening over there. So who knows where that one's going to take off to. Uh, Now, another one. I believe we talked to Wayne Wombles from Cigar City when he called in about this because it was going through. I, I can't remember correctly if it was just I had looked at it when we were researching for stuff. But uh, Florida this week passed a 64-ounce growler law, which is interesting if they hadn't had already had growlers available. The one thing that's really weird about this is prior to this law being passed, it's going to go into effect July 1st, is that there were the sale of 32-ounce and 128-ounce growlers were allowed, so I it's just a really bizarre, old school, problematic thing that was going on. And uh, the other thing that had the lifts uh, from this is that 
there was a requirement for craft breweries to operate as tourist attractions, and that was kind of a holdover from the days to benefit Tampa's Bush Gardens. So there's all these weird beer laws are so bizarre, and we could spend weeks on end just kind of talking about some of them. They're, it's just a weird, weird thing. Sounds like they had a, a, a something against the number six and four. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird. Thirty two is okay. One twenty eight is all right, but, but no, no six and four. And it's weird because that's that's the size that <laughs> most people want to buy. That's what made it so bizarre about all this. Now another one, Freddie. You will be interested in this. Uh, you know the band Behemoth, correct, Freddie? Mm-hmm. They uh, they actually just did a thing. They went over there doing a collaboration beer. It's going to be coming out uh, from a brewery, I believe, Polish brewery. Ed, <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, they're going to yeah. be coming out there doing a, a collaboration with a Polish brewery, uh, Perum. Perun, I'm not Polish. I could not pronounce it, and uh, I I just looked at Ed's face, and Ed could not pronounce it either. Uh, But no, it's it's an interesting run. There's a lot of uh, metal bands are getting into this, and this article kind of dabs into something I wasn't even aware of. Mastodon had a collaboration beer that came out. We know about the Iron Maiden one. That was a very well-known. Motorhead came out with Bastard's Lager. Uh, Sepatura had one. Uh, Corrosion of Conformity had. Like, there's all these wow. crazy. I didn't even know these came out. So I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. And uh, I want to touch on one of the new beers that are going to be coming out soon because I this caught my eye because it, it's a collaboration. One of our future uh, past guests, two past guests actually. Stone has another collaboration beer coming out. And they've been really killing them with that with Ecliptic and Wicked Weed Brewing. They have Points Unknown IPAs going to be coming out very soon. So it'll be interesting to see that. So I uh, just want to highlight that because Wicked Weed was an awesome brewery and hoping to get them back on soon. Too, to talk yeah, about I'm bummed those. I missed that. Yeah, you missed all the, those. Were I know. Good, those were good sours. But we're hoping to get them back on again and talk about some of their IPAs. That's another thing. We didn't get to dive into that because we had the seller manager on. I'd love to get one of the owners in and talk about some of these IPAs. They've been absolutely killing. All right, speaking of killing IPAs, we have in front of us Even Keel from Ballast Point. Now, Ed, you never had this one before. Never have. What do you think about this? You know what? This beer is a great session beer. Um, this proves that you can make a, uh, a low-alcohol uh, great tasting beer. Like, this is only what? 3.8% alcohol? That, that's what kills me. That's, it's I like love. a table beer. Coors Light yeah, is like 4.2 and has no yeah. taste. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Yeah. That's what's great. I mean, the, the, the thing, like, if you look up what some people say about it, like, oh, the mouth feels thin. Well, it's 3.8%. I mean, you're not going to get this, yeah. like, huge, beefy beer. For me, this is one of my favorite. This is probably my favorite session IPA. I love this one because it's full of flavor. It's not unbalanced as some of these could be. You would think it might be a little, it'd be like hop water. Some people, yeah, hop, yeah, that was kind of, it doesn't come across that. You you, you get some of those malts are still there, but it's not, uh, it's not unbalanced at all. I love it. This is one of my favorite ones. I had it for the first time, I think last year, I believe it was last year, I had it for the, and oh, it was, I loved it and I was so happy that they're coming out with this one. I believe it's just a seasonal though, uh, in the summers. But no, it's it's a great great session IPA, and like you know, that's been the rage. That's kind of the buzzword of now the session insert style here. Everyone's going for it. But when it's done right, like I don't really care what you want, <laughs> whatever yeah, you want to yeah. do. And that's what's nice. This like having that three point eight. Like that's what the first time I saw that saw they did a session IPA. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then you flip it over and see the ABV, and it's like, holy, how is this? <laughs> All right, let's just see how it goes, and it blew me away because I, I just couldn't fathom that like in 3.8% you packed that much of a punch to it and it's still balanced like that's the key is like you still have a well brewed balanced IPA and this is one of the reasons why Ballast Point has won if you want to spend an afternoon go on their website and just look at the awards list that this brewery has you will spend the rest of the afternoon just going through pretty much every beer they ever brewed has a litany of awards that they have won from it and there's a reason they know what they're doing and that's what that's the proof is in the pudding with the good beers and we have one right in front of us. So everyone everyone gives a thumbs up to the even keel. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Thumbs up to the even uh, keel. That was pretty easy. People must really, really dig that. That's why it's so much quiet because we're all drinking it. Yeah, yeah no. that's the truth. When you hear dead airspace, <laughs> yeah, that's mm. not because any of us had a brain fart. Dead or air mouths full. <laughs> something, the power went out or whatnot. They are savoring the taste of the beverage they are having at this moment, which is a sign to you to like, hey, man, maybe I should try this and go out and grab some myself. Yeah, if you if you are listening, maybe, you know, maybe you're in a region that you don't have uh, Ballast Point available, but they have a pretty large distribution footpoint, I believe, at this point. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we can get a little more info on that one, but uh, if they're available and you haven't tried them, you need to try them, especially if you love anything with the hop plate, uh, profile in it. And they actually do brew one of, we were talking off mic about this, one of my favorite beers, period. Uh, their victory at Sea Imperial Porter is absolutely phenomenal and is a beer that you need to have tried if you have not tried it yet. Unfortunately, I don't have that one here yet. That one's out of season right now, but it'll be back. And when it is back, you better believe it will be in my fridge because <laughs> I absolutely adore that beer. And uh, speaking of another season, what we did was we cracked open their Grunion Pale Ale. Now, this is a nice 5.5% pale ale, a uh, seasonal one. Now, they have another pale ale that they do brew that's year-round, so this is a, a different uh, take on that. But it's a nice 5.5%. I love when you get a really good, solid pale ale. And as I said before in here numerous times, like that is proof of a good brewery when you could brew a solid pale ale because you don't have nearly as much to hide behind. It, there, there's not this like hot bomb. There's not an over-malt characteristic or it's not bourbon barrel age. Like You can't hide any flaws in a beer like this. And and uh, Billy was doing a little bit of his research and saw this is actually from a homebrew recipe. Yeah, this, this actually came from uh, an employee-only, from Ballast Point, an employee-only in-house homebrewing competition. So that's where this, this recipe came yeah. from. It's very, it's kind of cool. Like oh, a yeah. little little chops for yeah we, we have some of, a, a good chunk of the breweries we've had on here they do those i know uh harpoon and we had them call and they have uh oh, i can't remember what they call it now they have some kind of cup they award and each year like the, the beer is released that they they win these homebrew competitions and it's, it really shows that the people that work in the brewery no matter what level you're at like they're involved in the brewery they they care about what's going on in the brewery it's kind of like a, a you know employee-owned type business model like they have a vested interest in this brewery and making it grow and in developing it and, you know, and when they get this kind of uh, availability with one another and just trust and they release these beers, I mean, this isn't, you know, oh, this also costs us five bucks. It's just thrown out. They're like, no, this is an unveiling and an unleashing of these beers. And it's not a cheap process to, to make this much beer and release it to the market. And uh, it was well done. Whoever, whoever the brewer of this at the homebrew thing, well done. And well, we'll have to ask. Hopefully they have moved up in the, in the brewery. Yeah, right. <laughs> This is just a really nice. It's it's got a lot of that grapefruit characteristic, but it's it's balanced. It's not uh, overly bitter, but it's a little sweet. Like the the malt, I, I think, is what really separates this one from their other pale ale. What are you thinking, Eddie boy? It's almost like a a sculpin light. If they were gonna have a light beer, this would be it. <laughs> <laughs> if they were gonna have one, I could. Yeah, I mean, the, the hop profile is definitely similar to that. Uh, it's not, it definitely, it, it's balanced though still. That's what I like about all of, you know, the beers that, that Balliser Point, yeah, Ballast Point has released. It, they really do focus a lot on that balance and that easy drinking characteristics. Even the big boys, like, you know, we're going to end the show later with Dorado, which is a 10% Imperial uh, IPA. 
it's still balanced, though. That's the one thing that's great about seeing that, because that's really what you want to hone in on when you're doing a good IPA. It's one thing, uh, you know, we've quoted him out here before, like Garrett Oliver, when he called and said about having these challenging beers, that that's what a lot of these brewers have to go for, is that we, we dare you to drink it. There's, you know, a thousand IBUs. I, you, couldn't, you couldn't finish this. But having a good IPA is all about that balance and that easy drinking character, and that's what you want out of it. And I don't think I've ever had a beer, any style from Ballast Point, that wasn't just super easy drinking. Yeah, it's like clean as a whistle. Yeah. You know, it just it just it just finishes very yeah that very dry clean finish. yeah yeah it's perfect yeah I lo- and that's the one thing I love with IPAs is that dry finish like that's what a good IPA should have is just a super dry finish that leaves you wanting more it's not something you you get super palate fatigue from because you just can't handle anymore it just has this wonderful dry finish and it leaves you wanting some more right as, right as everything finishes up it's it's dry but you want to go back and have another one you're not overwhelmed by that one. Which is just a great thing. I, I love seeing breweries that can do that. And the other thing that's cool, too, is Ballast Point has really started releasing a lot of their beers in cans. Like The the first one we had, the Even Keel, was in a can. And it's cool because their uh, aesthetic, like the, the color choices and the labels and everything, are really clean and uniform. They have, I mean, if, if it's not obvious, I think as soon as you look at the, the labels and everything for the, they're very nautical themed. <laughs> and they've all said, like, you know, when they started the brewery, that's what they were combining was this love for brewing good beer and wanting to taste good beers with their love of fishing. So, I mean, that that's really comes across very much in this is like they have a lot of nautical themes going on within these beers. And even the names, like they're all fish related in, in some manner, of course. And, you know, I, I just I absolutely love this the brewery and I was, I was so happy we could work everything out to get them on here and really cover a lot of these great beers. And, you know, Sculpin's another one that's been like one of my favorite IPAs. And it's great that they're doing some experimentation with that. And we're going to be having the Grapefruit Sculpin here today, too. And they have another one, the Habanero, which is a, a spicy take on things. You got a nice selection for us today, Dirty Derek. Oh, we, we're doing it up, right? Awesome. On a Sunday afternoon, and I know so many people, if they're cruising around listening to us now, they're planning on having a beer today somewhere. They might be going to Backyard Ale House. They might be going out to their backyard. They might be stopping over a friend's house to mooch whatever they have <laughs> in the um, fridge. Hopefully some quality brew like we have today. We have a real killer interview coming up shortly, don't we, Dirty Derek? Oh, we do. Oh, I'm choking up here a little bit. Oh. Allergies are hitting me this time oh, of I year. I getting emotional. Had a real long day, super, <laughs> super banging long day with fans of the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. The one cat, it was his wedding. He said, I thought you would invite me up for a bachelor party on the air with my craft beer loving friends. And I might have promised him that, but you know how my brain works from time to time because I get distracted. <laughs> outside as well as inside my skull. So we'll have to have a post-bachelor party on the air. Does it count? Could, he, could we still do that even if he's already married? A, a, a post-bachelor? I don't know he might even want Dirty Derek's like autograph. He <laughs> loves your knowledge of all these different beers. He even wants your autograph. Would that be your first autograph? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even what am I going to have to sign? <laughs> Well, I'll make something real cool for you to sign. But right now, we're going to take a break. But before we take that break, I want to let you know, stop by Main Street in Avoca. That's right. I said Main Street in Avoca. Gregos Beard, a convenient market. Don't let it deceive you by looking like your typical convenient market. You go inside. It's a beautiful cafe. So many different craft beers, domestics, and imports for you to check out. Maybe you want to sample some Gregos Beard yourself. The pizza's fabulous. Get yourself a killer four or six pack can do that and camouflage it with a nice tray of pizza for the rest of the family and then your wife won't be bummed that you bought yourself a six-pack on a sunday do that up 
I'm telling people how to deceive their family. Is that... I don't mean any harm by it. So next week we'll be sponsored by a divorce lawyer. And uh, (laughs) I just want want everybody to know these guys are writing notes when I throw out these tidbits. But we're going to take a break right now on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. We'll be right back. Built for business. Your business depends on the Internet, but who does your Internet depend on? Your human resources director slash marketing manager slash IT person slash aren't you busy enough already? Well, there's a more dependable way to depend on your internet. Comcast Business has vetted and trained more than 1,700 dedicated business specialists to keep your business up and running 24-7, 365. Business specialists specializing in your business slash internet slash Wi-Fi slash success slash you. And if you switch to Comcast Business Internet today, they're giving you a 30-day money-back guarantee with speeds up to 150 megabits per second and better value. It's a pretty smart call. Speaking of calling, here's the number. 800-501-6000. That's 800-501-6000. Or visit ComcastBusiness.com. Comcast Business. Built for business. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm sitting in a bar. I'm all alone. Yeah, and okay, I'm a dog and I'm only three. But you know what? That's not all that important. I'll show you what is. Hey, Rocco. Yes, Bruno. Don't give me the usual. I want to try something new. Try the Sanzalone Lager. It's delicious. Oh, that's good. Next time you're out, don't order the same old beer. Break the habit. Try Anzalone Special Beer. Change your habits. Change your world. Anzalone Special Beer. You are free to choose any card you want and any insurance company you want. But did you know that when your windshield is chipped or cracked, you can choose any glass repair company you want? Tell your insurance company you want Mesco Glass, locally owned since 1930. Staffed by the friends and neighbors you trust and recommended by AAA so quality is guaranteed. Hey, no one chooses to have their windshield damaged, but you can choose the experts at Mesco Glass with a location nearby and at mescoglass.com. America was built by people. People with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today at vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. 500 business cards for just $9.99. What's more, you can choose between hundreds of designs or upload your own and customize Customize them easily. And because they're from Vistaprint.com, the cards are of top quality and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So visit Vistaprint.com today and get 500 shots at turning your dream into reality. Hurry, because this offer won't last long. To get your 500 business cards for just $9.99, go to Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 6868. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 6868. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour. And we're back. What are we on to now, Dirty Derek? Well, we just poured a little bit of the uh, Sculpin, which is the, the beer this brewery is really built a very, very strong reputation on. And uh, it's actually been around for about 10 years now and uh, still is regarded as one of the best IPAs out there. And I think that's one thing that we definitely see it's commonplace in the craft beer industry is when you have... An IPA that has a very uh, high rating or high following that's been around for a long period of time, it's 
been around for generally about 10 years because a lot of these brewers, when they were first coming into this style, which was 10, 15 years ago, is when a lot of them really started experimenting and getting into all this. What they wound up doing was really just hitting it out of the park right away because they just had so much to play with. And it's interesting to see that because, you know, those who have paid attention to a lot of things within the craft beer industry, the hop uh, crops have really changed year to year, or certain hops have taken off in popularity, other ones have dropped out of favor. So it's caused some breweries that we've seen on here before, a couple of the uh, brewmasters we've talked to, that they've had to change their recipes and adapt to the marketplace that's going on because whether you know they were small and up and coming at the time and they weren't able to grab onto these hop contracts that a lot of breweries have, because that's the only reason that some of these breweries are able to keep the similarity hot profile in their beers. Like you'll notice that in smaller breweries, that's one thing. If you have a small local brewery that you love and you notice that maybe the beers are inconsistent or things are changing, a lot of times it's because they can't get the same hops over and over again. So they have to keep trying to see what's similar to what we started with that worked. So they have to do a lot of experimentation. And that's that's rough when you're growing a business and every batch you're putting out, you're basically experimenting on the market with. And some people, it winds up hurting them really bad and it, it's tough to grow with that. But I mean, as you get over that hump and you get into this place of like a larger brewery and you can with, grab those contracts and hold them, you have, you know, guarantee of Simcoe hop or the Citra hop, these hops that are really sought after. You have a guarantee you're going to have those for a couple of years. Like you have that there. They're going to be held for you then you have that consistency and then you can really build a product. And that's one thing with Ballast Point. You know, Sculpin came out that long ago. You know, I'm sure what was available then to now, it may have changed very little bit. It may have changed a lot. It's just they've really hit it out of the park because right off the bat, this was a beer that a lot of people were going after and it won a ton of awards and still wins awards, which really says a lot about a beer that, you know, this has been on the market this long and it's still winning awards. And if you haven't tried this, then you probably don't understand what I'm saying. But if you have tried this, then you completely get that. And that it's just a phenomenal beer. And it's still another one of my top IPAs out there. And it's great to have this available right here for us in the immediate market. And they have a very large footprint. So I'm sure you can get this anywhere you're listening. I don't know how they are internationally. That's the only thing. Because some breweries don't like diving into the international market because that gets into a whole thing. Especially with IPAs because that's a tricky uh, you know, trying time to sensitive. It. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a tricky thing to get into because you have to whether you can guarantee it's going to be shipped and stored cold. That's what you see a lot of breweries doing that maybe the uh, general public isn't aware of. There's some beers that you're going to see when you go into a store. They're always in the cooler. You don't see them on the shelves because some of these these beers that like they make a thing like, look, this is shipped cold. We brew it, we store it cold in the brew house, we ship it out cold, the distributor gets it, keeps it cold stored, and then it gets to the store and it's still kept cold. That's one way, to, especially with IPAs, to kind of keep them a little fresher from the hops dropping out. Because that's the last thing you want is to get an old IPA where the hops have dropped out and it doesn't have that profile that the brewer intended. That That's the whole thing is the end result from brew house to store shelf should be the same and it's tough for some of these beers to, to guarantee that especially when you get into international shipping because you're you know yeah you don't want it stuck in customs for yeah. two months so. and then someone gets it and it's like oh this is terrible yeah, and, and then it's a reflection on the brewery yeah you know? exactly and, and it's like well it's not really their fault it was perfectly fine with a left it got tied up with all other kinds of nonsense and that's a whole logistical nightmare that I've heard of some breweries going through when they're getting into that market and that's why you see some breweries like Stone is opening up something over in Germany like they, they want to have more of a footprint in Europe and that's what one way over around a lot of these things is the breweries to actually just 
go over there. Build a new one. Yeah, <laughs> just, just build a whole new facility and, over there, yeah. And, and uh, Three Floyds has that going on now with McKellar. They have a really nice place called War Pigs. It's yeah. getting a really great reputation of just a nice little bistro that they do a lot of beers right there. They do a lot of collaborations. And that's great. I mean, McKellar is, you know, a, a gypsy brewery. They, they're all over the place, and they do a lot of crazy things, And uh, which is actually interesting because they're their brother. <laughs> I love to talk to them, but I know they would never talk about it because they've said, like, no. But the, uh, the, the the brother, there's McKellar and Stillwater, and the owners of those breweries are brothers, but they hate each other. <laughs> they have so evil twin? Is that evil twin, or is that still... Is it Evil Twin? Or, no, no, yeah, you're right. It's Evil Twin. That's still, Stillwater. Yeah. I'm confusing. Yeah, they, well, correct. Stillwater's a gypsy brewery. Yeah, too, Stillwater's gypsy. Yeah. It's Evil Twin and McCallery that absolutely hate each other. They, they don't want anything to do with each other. And uh, But they're both gypsy brewers, and they both make all these like crazy beers. And you, like, you can kind of almost tell they're related with the you know bizarre things that they're yeah. doing. But, yeah, they, they don't want to work with each other and talk to each other. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but, yeah, Three Floyds teamed up with McKellar, and they have this really cool brew pub going over there and do a lot of those beers. And that's one way to do that because, you know, you want to have, you know, that's why you see, uh, you know, like Russian River with Plain of the Elder. He's very adamant about not wanting to ship that, even to Philadelphia where they have a lot of stuff. Like, it's not a big market for them with that. They're sours, or you could find you know in a lot of places. But Pliny is very limited. He doesn't like to do that because he feels once it leaves, there's now no control over that. And and people can do whatever they want. And if you're going to tamper with something that has that kind of reputation, you could easily soil it. And then all of a sudden, now you got to you know do PR repair for things. And it's like, well, why is is it worth doing that? Is it worth the extra effort that you're going to have to put forth? Yes. And that's what a lot of these brewers have to yes. sit down. And, <clears throat> And it's like, well, yeah, for us, it's because <laughs> we want to be able to go down to Philly and we just pick it up. Like, I was yeah, down there yeah. yesterday, and it would have been nice to be able to just go and grab a couple. But, you know, you work with what you can. <laughs> well, You're, light temperature and time are, you know, great eroders of, yeah. of fresh and quality beer. So keep, keep it out of light. Keep it at a good temperature. Usually, what we say, like below 55. Oh, definitely. You know what the cool thing is? If we rented a truck and drived took a road trip cross country all the people that you guys know if we stopped everywhere we could probably fill that whole truck up <laughs> with different beer leap they could do that in the state of pa from all these different about? breweries <laughs> yeah. drive to a remote location and have one big bash from the complimentary um beverages given to us well now that, that we put that out there i don't think it's going to work because they would probably say well what are you, what are you doing with all this we're going to have a party, party we're going to throw in the woods <laughs> we're gonna, i'm going back leaving the glory days <laughs> party at the moon tower but it yeah. would it would be a, a fun party but at the same time i don't know because some stuff i feel like i'd get and i don't want to hoard it like no we didn't stop there you talking about throw a blanket over some in the back but no, i mean that that's i mean that's what's good about this point too and like we we're saying about the light like that's what's great with them them having these beers in cans is that's one of the things that really that's why you see a lot of crap breweries getting into canning because that's one of the best uh, containers for beer because there, there's zero light penetration coming through. There, there were some issues and people were, you know, complaining when they first started canning that the lining isn't good for the beer. And the, the, the lining in these cans is drastically different than even what we grew up with. It, it's just a different thing. It, it's not the case at all. Like, this is perfect for beer, and there's, there's beer that you can age in there. Like, you know, like Oscar Blues has 1050 in a can. There's nothing better than a nice aged 1050. Oh, yeah. And it, it's in a can. I don't taste any metal or anything unless a non on the can, but I got other problems if I'm doing that. <laughs> but it's just like there's so many things within this, and that's what's great is like seeing these. And then, you know, also with summer coming up, I mean, I love like that's the one thing. It's when you see a lot of breweries too, you have to keep that in mind. You see a lot of these breweries now coming out with beers and cans. 
it always tends to line up perfectly with summer. And there's a reason because we're on the move. We're going. We're starting to do things. And there's nothing better than having a beer in a can because you don't have to worry about a bottle opener. You don't have to worry about gashing something open. Somebody cut something. And, you know, then all of a sudden the trip's ended because someone Highly got it. portable. Yeah. They're yeah. just somebody. And it's, it's just a lot. Oh, that's better. not. That's not. that. This is grapefruit soda. <laughs> oh, we have you know, there, you know, there, you know, definitely, there's some beers for uh, you know appropriate uh, times where, yeah. uh, you know, you can, <laughs> you know, you could sneak sneak a oh, quick pop in. Speaking of soda, we were talking before the show started. Oh, I went, I went down, yeah, yeah, I went down to Philly yesterday, and I stopped at a really nice bottle shop, and I will get it because the guy was a super nice guy. Uh, below the deck bottle shop in Philly, if you're down there, like, well, Conshohocken. Sorry, I don't like to venture into Philly unless I really need to go. <laughs> so. I stay on the outskirts. and uh, But no, they had some really good stuff, and I, I picked up some Not Your Father's root beer while I was there getting some other stuff. And that was the first time I had it, and it's the, the hype behind that beer lives up to it. I, I, I rarely say that. It's like an old-school, reminiscent root beer. Just yeah, it's like a vintage root beer. It takes And if I was a kid drinking that, <clears throat> oh, my childhood would have been so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just a really, really solid root beer. Yeah, I think it I think it got released in the market up here within the last couple of weeks. We yes. just, I think we just got some cases in late last week, so we're going to open that up yeah, this coming week, so. And you got to try that. You got to get yeah, up there and very try that good. one. Yeah, it's, it's, if you are a fan of root beer, I would try that one for sure. Well, I remember when the rep came in with samples, and a lot of times guys come in with samples, it's like the middle of the day, you're trying to get your work done, and it's like, all right, I'll take a, <laughs> take a sip, you know. We ended up like, chugging a couple of the bottles like we we nice. finished them all well, the, that I'll, doesn't usually happen it, it was really the, that good and the first sip i took like i don't know if your reaction was the same the first sip i took i was trying to find the alcohol like, yeah. that's what it was yeah. like, i took the sip i'm like all right it's root beer and i'm like trying i'm looking like what, 5.8 or 5.9 percent i'm like trying to find like some hint there's like nothing there and it's like wow that is amazing yeah <laughs> it's, it's really just so good. good speaking of amazing this is gonna be our segue just cracked open a can of oh, grapefruit yeah. sculpin now, this is the thing, like, the Sculpin IPA, you know, has this reputation of being a great beer, and it definitely is withstanding. And uh, what they started to do is experiment with them a little bit, and they, they released, uh, I don't know if they've done any other ones besides, I'm sure they have, like, out there. They probably had to, I'm actually going to hop on the, the Beer Advocate, because some people, people love to put, like, oh, they I had, they made one bottle of this, and I had it. I'm going to put it on Beer Advocate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, on, on Beer Advocate, if you look, they have Sculpin with Peaches, Mai Tai, with Mosaic Hops, with Citra. It's definitely one that they, they experiment with. Tend, uh, I'm sure with their, they have another uh, location they opened up uh, in Little Italy out there, and it's uh, they experiment with a lot of the beers there. It's kind of like their little kitchen. But this is their grapefruit sculpin, which I think of all the experimentations, because I've, I've only had this with the, the Habanero, was the other one that they released massively. Of those two, I, I love this one, because this just really... The choice of putting grapefruit into that accentuates hops that already had a ton of grapefruit flavor. So it just really comes across as just a really solid grapefruit juice. And it's just like super, like this is something. It's good. Yeah, this is like a brunch beer. Like this is just, I mean, if you're a fan of, if you're one of those, I, I don't do it, but if you were one of the, you know, I think my father used to know as a kid, you cut open the grapefruit and you put a little salt, or uh, yeah, salt sugar on it, have a little grapefruit in the morning. I could never, ever do that. But if you're a fan of doing that, this beer, you would, you'll, You'll poop yourself <laughs> because this just has all those wonderful grapefruit notes. Oh yeah, that's and it's good. just so it's so it's easy good. drinking. Ed, what do you think of this? It's awesome. One? <laughs> you didn't give me a chance to get a drink. <laughs> no, you know what? I I love grapefruit. Uh, 
just I, I peel grapefruit like an orange and eat it. Okay, oh. that's how much I love grapefruit. And uh, I guess if you can't eat it like that, I mean, maybe this beer isn't for you. But I still think it would no. be worth a try. I'll, I mean, I'll, it is really good. I'll throw this out there too. I don't like grapefruit. Oh, I love it. I really <laughs> don't like. I don't like grapefruit juice. I don't like it. Just. I don't know what it is about it to me. I just not is a fan it the of the tartness it. of it. I, or? I, I don't know if it's the tartness. Like I, I don't mind that. It's just there's something in the the, the composition of it, or, or the the something that comes across my palate that I'm like, it just has like this soapy kind of taste to me, or something. And I love this one though. Like I love it, and it definitely is in there. Like I mean, I taste grapefruit. There's no question. Like it does come across. It's not like oh well, it's it's being it doesn't hidden. dominate the beer, but no. it's it's like it, but it's, it's not it's, hidden. Yeah, you, you're definitely not going to drink this and say oh they use a lot of you know grapefruit flavor yeah. type hops. Like, no, this is definitely grapefruits in this beer with all the other you know flavor profiles they had. But there is definite grapefruit in it. So I'm not uh, confusing it. It's not masked by anything else. It's still just a really great beer, though. And I, I love this variation of it. And it's also cool because they have this one in cans, too. So another, And this is perfect for summer. I mean, absolutely perfect. I think they released this one a little bit earlier than summer, though. So this came out, I think, late winter, like early spring is when they put this out, I believe. Um, but it no, seems to, like, it's kind of random. Like, it, it just seems to, like, trickle in, at least in our market. Like, we don't, you know, it's like, oh, it's in, and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, so you got to, like, be able to jump on it real quick and, and, and you, you snatch see, it up. You see a lot of stuff. Even yesterday when I was down there, I was talking to the guy at the bottle shop, and we were talking about all that stuff, like how that is. And, and you see these dribs and drabs of stuff, and, like, this is available, but, like, you got to jump on it. And there's, like, all It's like playing the cup shell game a lot of yeah. times. These things, like, trying to figure out, and, like, well, we're going to hide this one for another couple of weeks, but we'll put this one out. And then, like, yeah. and then this one's out now. And then yeah, everyone's, yeah. like, running and trying to get in. Like, yeah. it just caught, and it, it's perfect for the market, though. I mean, like, it drums up all this uh, hype for these beers, and they're deserved. I mean, that's the one thing that you can say, you know, a lot of the craft beers that are out there that get this uh, crazy following, and people are going crazy over, and I want this, I'm doing all the trading and trying to get... Some of those beers aren't really deserved of that. You know, just throw it out there. It, it's just, some beers don't live up to the hype. Um, but when they do, then it's it's totally worth it. It's just, it's It becomes this game, though, and some breweries... Uh, like to play that game. We'll put it that way. Yeah. They they enjoy wholesalers that. too. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they enjoy playing that game and trying to manipulate things a little bit. And and again, it gets difficult even with like distributors and all these things. Like some people like to manipulate the market to to cause this scarcity and then try to make their own little. And it's funny because I mean, really, when you look at the crappier industry doesn't follow a normal economic model in some ways it's just it's bizarre and then things come in and out of flavor and all of a sudden like we can't get this one and then the next year comes out and now we have too much and then you, they wind up selling off some at the end and the, it's just all this nuttiness that goes on but you know it's fun that's what's part of this thing it's just this really fun enjoyable culture that people have and the end result is you get to have good beer and you get to relax a little bit <laughs> and that's that's really what the key thing with all of this is is like we're going after flavor and that's what we even said here as soon as we kicked off everything at WILK. We're about flavor, not about getting drunk. I said that last week. I am not a fan of that. You I'm got f- it. I'm a fan of just relaxing well, a little speak, bit. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I have never, ever, ever <laughs> seen Dirty Derek boisterously out of control from the alcohol. 
He is a true all my other boys. Things, pro. Now, to my left over here, I can't <laughs> say that completely because I've known him for many, many years. I've known him when he would be plastered off two quarts of Genesee beer, which a lot of us <laughs> can Jenny Cream. say Back we've in the been classy there. days. A dollar ten a piece, two dollars, because you gotta pay the gentleman to walk in and provide the service. Back in the day when you didn't need a picture ID, you just needed that card from the state. Oh, that back to what the barnyard? Well, around the West Grand area, there was different <laughs> places where people's full-time job was hanging out on the street Exit and D. making a profit Exit from D. buying underage kids alcohol. And I'm totally against that. Totally against that. Nowadays, kids just sit in and chat on social media. You'll never find kids walking around looking for someone to buy them beer. They just sit down and... They're all engaged in their Xbox and their... I don't even know where they are half the time. iPhones. <laughs> I never see kids out, but I'm not saying they should go out and look for beer. I am saying that I have to take a break right now because we have to clean some glasses. And I want to know, Backyard Billy, the weather's beautiful. Yeah, the Downtown tent's off, Scranton man. is beautiful. Everybody loves to go to Backyard Ale House. And I know so many cool things happen throughout the course of the summer. They need to get there now. What do you have cooking? Well, uh, obviously the, the beautiful weather. The tent came down uh, a couple weeks ago, so I, I, in the in the laps that I've been here, uh, kind of a lot has happened. Still kind of hung over from the Susquehanna breakdown. The brew doggy from Three Guys in a Beard. I think we still have a a little bit on tap from that. So I don't know. Just love living life. Peace, love, uh, happiness, right? Backyard Billy also signs autographs for admirers. <laughs> so if you stop Only in on bras. and say, listen, <laughs> I want lunch and I want what to try this beer. I've been wearing a bra. <laughs> a bro. That's a bro. Yeah. Okay, here's the new special. Every brunch on the weekend gets a custom autograph by Backyard Billy. Sure. <laughs> we got to get him black and whites. That'd be awesome. And then... Oh, I dig it. Got some cool poses for Backyard <laughs> Billy. All right, we're going to take this break. Jakey, spin it off for us. We'll be right back. Hear that? That's the sound of Jerry Notariani's nose growing every time he says our county commissioners raise taxes. Commissioners Jim Wanzak and Pat O'Malley never raised taxes 43%, and Jerry Notariani knows it. In fact, during a recent debate, Jerry admitted he wasn't telling the truth. Maybe Jerry Notariani should stop misleading the voters and try paying his own taxes on time. According to county tax records, he's been delinquent every year since 2011, except for this year, when he knew he'd be running for office. The truth is, Commissioners Jim Wanzak and Pat O'Malley have worked hard to make county government more efficient, cut costs, and avoid tax increases. Because of their hard work, Lackawanna County now has an $8.4 million budget surplus for the first time in history. As for Jerry Notariani, you just can't believe a word he says. Old school politicians like him want to take Lackawanna County backward. Jim Wanzak and Pat O'Malley are moving the county forward. Paid for by friends of Wanzak and O'Malley. This is it. It only happens once a year and only at one location in Northeast PA. Dixon, Dixon, Dixon City Hyundai. It's the Dixon City Hyundai Memorial Day sales event. Going on now through Memorial Day weekend. Don't wait till Memorial Day weekend to buy that dream car. Dixon City Hyundai can make it happen now. New 2016 Elantra. Be the first to drive a 2016. Over 150 in stock. Lease for only 169 a month. New 2015 Sonatas. Over 150 in stock. 179 a month. Zero down delivers on all new Hyundais. And America's best warranty 10 year 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. Plus, drive payment free till after July 4th. New 2016 Elantras. Lease for only 169 a month. New 2015 Sonatas. 179 a month. No one
Nissan gives you more for your trade than Dixon City. And save up to $7,500 off on select new Hyundais. Dixon City's got the deals now through Memorial Day weekend. Dixon City Hyundai. 81 to exit 191A. Just past the Viewmont Mall on the left. Call 1-800-HYUNDAI. Details at DixonCityHyundai.com. Leases with 1995 due at signing. No launch release with 500 military rebate. What if there was a job where you could laugh, learn, and love by changing the lives of the people you work with and maybe even your own? With a career as a caregiver at Home Instead Senior Care, you can help families by offering individualized care for their aging loved ones. Hours are flexible and training is provided. Call 570-586-5288 or visit homeinstead.com slash NEPA. Trying to find a beer you truly enjoy is becoming a rather daunting task. Everywhere you turn, another beer, another company, another slogan, another gimmick. Here at Anzalone Special Beer, we decided our gimmick was going to be, well, good taste. Perhaps not the most creative of gimmicks, of course, but certainly the most flavorful. Anzalone Special Beer. Good taste is our gimmick. Anzalone. This is WILK, powered by Sherwood Chevrolet in Tunkhannock, PA. Stop by Sherwood to view full lines of Buick, GMC, and Chevrolet. Time for the Beer Geeks, man. We're having so much fun. It's flying by incredibly. It's a little dry air in here. I'm it's not, spitting it's not sand sweaty. a little bit. Last week was sweat box in here. Watching was, all you guys oh. enjoy these wonderful cold beverages in front of me. And I have to drive this ship, so you know I'm the designated designated driver. I have, I have, a lot of faith uh, have not been drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he stumbled over, I have a lot of I'm going to go get me some cool water because <laughs> this camel's spitting sand. Dirty Derek, take over. Tell them what's going on. Yeah, we got another one now. We're cracking open another IPA. Uh, That's what's great. I mean, Ballast Point has some phenomenal, phenomenal IPAs. And, you know, we had the Sculpin, which is the one that gets all the press, all the hype. The Grapefruit Sculpin is another one that gets all the press and all the hype and deserve it. I'm not going to, you know, Pushed under the, the rug, if you will. Uh, but this is Big Eye IPA, another one that they had. Now, they've been brewing this one since about 2000. So this is one they've had in the, the books even longer than, than Sculpin. But, uh, no, it, and it's definitely a difference. Like, you taste the difference in this. So it's not like you're going to have this and, oh, it's the younger brother of this. Or it's, you know, because people love to do that. I would group it all into a family and say it's similar. This is definitely more malty. Yeah. I get more of a malty mouthfeel. It's a little more full. Than, than the Sculpin. The Sculpin has that like wonderful dry hop punch just that, that just really comes across. Well, it's funny. I was, you know, looking at my notes before we went and uh, Sculpin, they don't, uh, on their website, they don't have any hop references on what's uh, in there. But in the big eye, they say they put Columbus and Centennial in. So, you know, we all, it's like it's like very proprietary. Oh, we're we'll giving yeah. you this little nugget of information. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. That. We, you, some of the breweries are be like so, and then there's nothing wrong with it. Like I get it. Uh, you know, it's like you don't want to give out the secret sauce recipe, but you know, some people aren't going to really even have a clue what the heck they're talking about when they see that. I mean, if people are going yeah. on the website, I would say it's probably a little different. They're going. Uh, they have some more knowledge behind yeah. them because if you're thinking to go to a brewery website, you have a little uh, more push behind you to want to know more because the average person's going to go to a bar and say, oh, this is delicious. Let me go to this brewery's website and just see what's like. They, yeah. That's not what they're going to really do. They're going to finish it and then grab another one or whatever they're going to do. But um, no, then this though, it's 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 a little more full. 
Um, it doesn't finish as dry. It, the the, the mouth uh, definitely sits a little bit more on the palate, and the hop character is definitely different. It's not nearly as citrus. It comes across more as a kind of like a floral and a, and a pine notes on it. Uh, it doesn't have that wonderful grapefruit punch. And, and you can definitely, having this after having the grapefruit sculpin, it definitely makes it stand out more that there's not that huge punch of uh, citrus grapefruit uh, characteristic coming through. You look confused. Well, no, it's just, <laughs> I'm actually looking at like we've literally had four. I this is our fourth IPA today. Yeah, yeah. and then we had we have a one pale more. <laughs> we have a pale, and then we have a double IPA. Yeah. So. I we're mean, we're hammering is, that this well, style what, today. We, we were going to, initially we had scheduled, we were going to do a double IPA feature this week, but then, you know, this came up and was like, well, let's get all this together because it's like, yeah. I, I want to, I mean, Ballast Points wanna, I have wanted to have to really highlight because this is a brewery that, you know, all of us here at this table love and we've all had their beers before. It's like, this is a brewery we need to dive into a little bit more. Also, I want, I don't want everyone to think, like, all right, Yousef missed the call-in. I don't want to uh, pretend like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. We're going to reschedule everything. We'll get something really cool for you. Even better than just listening to us ramble on. You get to hear him for a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, I just didn't want to ignore that. I just wanted to acknowledge that instead of if someone's sitting there going, come on, you moron. Where's, <laughs> where's, where's the guy? I don't want to talk to the guy. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. <laughs> so, all right, anyway. But within, the, it's just, it's a different, it, you know, it's interesting to having four different IPAs, all from the same brewery, but they all have a unique voice. They're all different and unto themselves. There, there's none that just taste similar and they throw that under a different name. Because you'll see a lot of breweries have a variation of IPAs and it's not just the, the single and the double and maybe a session, a single, a double. They have a variation on a standard American IPA but they all have unique voices when they're done well. There's a different, uh, definite separation between the two or three or four or 20, whatever you're going to have on there. And, and Ballast Point really has hammered home this ability to brew really solid IPAs and you see that with all of these. I mean the Sculpin it definitely is the one that everyone knows that brewery for and even if you go on these rating websites because they've been like, like hopping on just to see ABVs of these things and you see like Sculpin has like a thousand some reviews on all these pl- and the other ones like you know two three hundred but Sculpin's the one that they are really they've built a solid reputation on and they know that and that's why they have these variations like the Habanero and the Grapefruit and, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple more experimentations of that coming out because it is a great beer to experiment with. But this, the big guy, I definitely, if you can't find the Sculpin, because sometimes that is a beer that, I mean, it's, I remember a few years ago when I first went to try to get that one, it was impossible to get. It, it would always come into these bottle shops and they would, you know, some of them would kind of hoard them you know, behind the counter and you had to give them a wink and a nod and a little tickle to get some of them. And now they're kind of <laughs> a little more available and out there for stuff. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a beer that has a reputation, but it still can be tar- hard to find in some And areas. we would only get like maybe one case yeah. a year down the bar, like maybe two. If, if you gave him a little tickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, it, it, you know, and we were, gra- we were grateful for it. Now, now it's like, all right, like it's yeah. almost like, Almost like every other week, we and, can probably snatch some up. And so. that's the something. And like they've also, you know, Ballast Point has expanded. They actually just last year opened a new facility, like 114,000 square feet or something. They oh, opened wow. it. So they, they have been growing rapidly from where they started. They basically started in the back of a homebrew shop and grew into this large brewery. And they have three or four locations going now that's in different awesome. places. And, and a lot of it is, you know, built on... Yeah, I will say, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that Sculpin's probably their largest seller. I wouldn't have a doubt. And a lot of it's probably built on that because the IPA category taking off so much and that beer having such a reputation. But that's the thing you see with a lot of these breweries as they're up and coming. 
Because once you get a beer, you know, let's say case in point, Hetty Topper from Alchemist, once they have a beer now that becomes a buzzword in the industry, they have to play keep up. Yeah. And that becomes really difficult for some breweries because then they wind up having to maybe ignore other beers that they care about, that they want to do, that they think are maybe even better. Well, Alchemist had other beers yeah, when they it first came out. They, beers, they yeah. had a lot of different styles, but they just they could not keep yeah, up. They, they literally had to stop having visitors show up at their their Well, site. they also got in trouble with some of the uh, neighbors <laughs> complaining because sure. people yeah. were parking in their front of their houses and their yards, <laughs> yeah. going in to grab cases and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, you see a lot of these breweries have that problem. It's like, then they have to play keep up and it becomes difficult. So, I mean, that's the one thing you see at a lot of the smaller breweries as they're up and coming. It can kind of be a death wish to some of them because like, you know, yeah, then all of a sudden you're at this, you know, wonderful, horrible problem of you can't keep up with the demand for your product, but then other things are suffering. That's a good problem to have. It's, it's a good That's problem. That's a great problem to have. <laughs> it, it's a good problem, but it becomes, like I said, difficult yeah. if it's that one beer. If it's a brewery overall, you know, like yeah. Russian River, overall that brewery is in high demand. Yeah. I mean, there's certain beers that are in, you know, like Pliny or higher in demand than others, but overall that brewery is in high demand versus, you know, like someone like Hetty Topper from Alchemist. It's that beer that they then have to push other ones aside to try to keep up with this demand, which can be really difficult for some breweries. That's what's great about Ballast Point is I'm sure they were at that because, I mean, I remember just seeing that when I would go to try to pick up some for myself, it was always a really hard one to find. And it was pricey when you did find it because they would people would only get a case of it, you know, once, twice a year. They get a case in if they're lucky. And that was it. And it was, well, it was, you know, divvied out to their best customers or whatever you got to do. And uh, it, it became a thing. But now you can see it a little more regularly on the shelves. At least, it, you know, I'm only speaking to our immediate market. I, I don't know where you live. You're listening to me, but I don't know where you live. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know where, how things are there. But, I mean, so a lot of places I've seen it that I've visited, it's a lot more readily stocked on shelves. I, I regularly see that on shelves. Now I'm going to finish my big IPA, and I'm going to pour the next one. Talk amongst yourselves. Ooh. Ed, what do you think about this? I haven't gotten your feedback on this, actually. Um, it's real, it, it is really good. I mean, uh, I like Ballast Point as a brewery itself. Uh, I've never had anything bad by them. Um, I I commend them on having so many IPAs. I mean, any one brewery that had uh, any one of these as their own, yeah. they would probably stop and say, "Hey, we got a winner here." I mean, this yeah, is really good. Like five, of yeah. but Ballast Point, yeah. we, we have like six <laughs> yeah. here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's great, and it's also too. Like I, I love even keel. Like I said, like start. Now this is going to be the thing. It's funny. We start out with even keel, three point eight percent. We are ending today with Dorado that we're pouring right now, which is 10%. So, you know, we've nearly tripled the ABV range for these beers. But, I mean, Dorado is another one that they've actually been brewing. Let me see. This one started 2003, according to the – I mean, this one's also been around a little more than, than Sculpin. But this is another brewery, another beer that, that won a ton of awards. Like I said, it's, it's fun when you go on Ballast Point's website and look at the awards this brewery has won and the beers they won awards – it's unbelievable, and they still continue to win awards constantly every year, despite some of these beers being around for as long as they have. It's just they hit it out of the park so fast, and people are still trying to play catch-up with some of these. And I, uh, Dorado, to me, is a beer that doesn't get nearly as much uh, you know, garnishing of the, the praise that it should, because this is a really solid beer. At 10%, it's, it's unbelievable because you get no hint of alcohol. I mean, there's nothing. It, it, it almost drinks like the big eye or like even lower in ABV. Really super dry though, which I it, love. It does, it does almost drink like, um, 
you know, this probably could pass for, you know, an IPA. And it could also could be my palate after having six of well, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this could seriously, I think, pass for a, maybe an amped up or beefed yeah. up, you know, a super IPA. Yeah, you get a whatever, little more but, in the mouthfeel. But, but I mean, we yeah. saw that with the big guy was a little more in the mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, Sculpt. yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was, and big guy and Sculpin, same ABV. They're both 7%. And that's what's nice. You see this, it's 10%. There's nothing letting you know that it's 10%. It, it's got a real big hot presence that has this really wonderful dry finish to it. Have you had this one before, Ed? Yes, I have. What, what do you think of this one? Nothing less than awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ba- Ballast Point has a lot of grapefruit and all their stuff. And like yeah. I said earlier, I love grapefruit. So that's no, that, I, I lean towards them. That's, I, I love, you know, I, I like when you have those tropical and citrus notes coming through, uh, but it has a little bit of balance with the pine. Like, I'm not a big, like, I don't like a huge piney IPA. I, don't, I also don't like one that's just pure citrus. I like a nice bouquet, we'll say, in there. The bouquet. <laughs> but I, I, I want something that has uh, some thought process behind it instead of just, oh, we'll just throw a crap load of this in here because this is the flavor that comes out and there you go. I, I like, you know, grapefruit sculpin, you know what you're getting. It says it right on there. But I like when there's a little bit of experimentation, a little bit of different things going on. And that's what's nice with this is, like, you get a lot of those citrus notes, but you get kind of almost like some orange kind of tropical fruits, very subtle, but the, the mouthfeel and the, the malts come through and you get this piney bitterness kind of at the end. So it kind of works its way through this whole thing and has this, uh, you know, each sip is a little experiment or a little uh, adventure unto itself, which I like because you get this wonderful thing. It's one of those beers, like, you, you might, if you're not a super BJCP beer nerd guy, like, you might hear people say, oh, mid-palate, front-palate, back-end. This is a beer that you will, if you take a sip, even if you don't understand that fully, you'll understand like, when you first take a sip, you get a certain taste, and then as you're starting to swallow, you get a little taste, and then after you swallow, you get a different taste. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it lasts like 20, yeah. 30 seconds after you've, yeah. you know, finally, you know, let it let it rip down the hatch. What, this you definitely get like a lot of that citrus up front, but lingering on the back end, you get a lot of that pine coming through. But that, that really semi-sweet malt really comes through nicely. But like I said, like this being 10%, you would have absolutely no idea. And uh, if you're if you're a lucky one that you're out there, because then we have listeners out in California, if you are lucky to be able to go and visit Val- Ballast Point, definitely go and do that and check out. They have a new distillery. Go check that out. We're going to talk to them about the next time. Next week, well, you know, we're going to be covering Lagunitas. We're going to talk to their head brewer this time. We oh, talked nice. to we talked to owner Tony a few months ago. We're going to talk to their head brewer this time and dive into some recipe stuff, maybe even for you home brewers out there. So we're going to be covering Lagunitas next week. So definitely tune in for that one. Thanks, guys, for being here. It's great to have you back, Backyard Billy. It's good to be back. This hour it's good flew to be right here. by. Flew right yeah, by. What, what, what the heck happened? <laughs> I think Where am I? all gone. We're done for this week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know I am. I'm spitting sand here, dude. I don't know why today. Because I didn't get enough sleep last night. Big party. Hey, just want to say hey to the SoCal Brew Crew out in San Diego. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Ed's getting shout-outs. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Look at him. <laughs> Ed's the man. Ed's given. I'm going to show Ed how to sign his name later, so he's given autographs as well. <laughs> I'm signing man. bros down the backyard. <laughs> Outstanding. We'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone.